Hey, this is Barbara Corker, and you are now tuned in to Business Unusual. And everything you ever learned about business, throw it out the window. I'm going to tell you the real deal. Listen in. Today, I'm going to answer all your burning questions about work, life, starting a company, getting on track, and much, much more. Be sure to call in to the Business Unusual hotline with your question at 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. It's time to take your company to the next level. Yep, yep, today. Today's the time. So I'm sharing the small steps, but the steps that really work that you can take to make your business boom. And stick around for some rapid-fire questions you don't want to miss. Hi, Barbara. This is Jen. My husband and I run three small businesses out of the same office. It's a real estate brokerage, a staging company, and a community magazine that doubles as our advertising vehicle. It's us, one full-time employee, and three contract employees. We just don't know how to get to the next level. There's plenty of information about running businesses at a high level, but we need to get to more employees so that we can generate a higher revenue. And right now, we're bankrolling everything with basically our real estate sales. So please tell us, how do we get to the next level and hire another employee? Thank you. First of all, I would have a divorce if I was running three businesses with my husband at an office. Yeah. Um, how long have you been doing that? How, how old is the business? We've had an office together for a little over a year, about a year and three months. Uh, but we've always kind of worked together over the past 11 to 15 years. Uh, okay. But this is the most intense and not the most the highest level that we ever have. So we're showing up to work every day. We're, you know, getting dressed. We bought a business, a building and hired an employee. So we've well, had some commitment to buy a building. You bought a building for your business. We did. Yes. Like, so I have, you're in. Yeah. So we, um, we bought it. We're actually, they're installing our doors today. So quite a day wow. to be talking to Barbara Corcoran when oh, somebody's out there trying to install a door. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're going to have to show me the door and I'll tell you how to put in better screws or something, you know? Okay. Thanks. That would work. <laughs> so tell me more about it. You said you have one employee, three contract employees. What do you exactly mean by that? You and your husband, who does what? Give me the organization of the whole thing. So I run a brokerage. Um, I'm a broker. I have a team of three agents. Do they work for you as yes. your assistant or they're independent agents that are getting their they're, own listings on customers? Correct. They're all contract, but I, I assign buyer leads, but they can also bring their own business as well. I see. Um, so one of my big focuses is getting them into production. Um, I've had a team for a little over a year, and then we just started a brokerage. We just kind of split off from the big broker about three weeks ago and started our own brokerage. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and then my husband is a commercial agent, so he has his office here. Um, in December of 2020, 2020 um, we bought a staging company. So the staging company and the real estate team started at the same time. Um, we own eight homes worth of furniture, and we store it here in warehouses in our town. Um, the staging company... So my three agents all basically double as contract employees for the various businesses. They all have a unique skill set. So one of my agents has the eye for design. So she's also our stager. Does she also sell real estate, get listings, or she focuses on the staging per se? She, she's not really into listings. She's content being a buyer's agent. Uh -huh. um, and then one of the other agents 
So that agent who works for the staging company and then Jill, the other agent, they both double as our ad reps for the magazine. We started a community magazine about a year ago. We just published our fourth issue on Friday of last week. Um, it's a quarterly magazine. So we began that kind of as a vehicle to, to help sell our real estate, but it's grown into something so much bigger that our entire community has rallied around. And we're really producing something of value that everybody's excited about. You mean a um, magazine of value independent of generating leads for your real estate brokerage business? So it's, yes, it's almost completely separate. It's a very community oriented magazine. Um, Who puts that together, Jill? No. So Brianna is our one full-time employee. She was hired as our marketing director to market our real estate businesses. Mm-hmm. Everything has kind of grown bigger than we thought it was going to, especially the magazine. Um, as I said, the community is really rallying around it. There is a demand for more issues to be able to publish more than quarterly. Um, we have a great laundry list of ideas to make this more profitable digital. Um, the magazine, as of right, mm-hmm. correct. That's your read on what people are wanting. Do they also like the paper copy? They love the paper copy. Yeah. They go crazy over it. Do um, you sell it or do you, uh, do you it's pay for premium. it? It's premium. It's premium. Well, we right now we're selling ads. We're always going to sell ads. Mm-hmm. So for example, we sold, uh, I think, $14,000 in ads for this most recent issue. Mm-hmm. And it costs us almost 13000 to produce it. And that's paying for the, the agents. I mean, the, uh, the ad reps time and Brianna our full-time employees time. So we're making a very small profit. I know that it could grow bigger. So we want to be able to hire someone, but well, let me kind of rewind a little bit. We're all running in three different directions. Obviously. We're all mm-hmm. operating. Everybody here on the brokerage side is filling multiple roles mm-hmm. as ad reps and they just can't do it all. You know, you have to pick one thing and do it at a high level. And I think if they all had their druthers, they would all be selling real estate. Yeah, except for Ashley. Ashley has found her God. She has an eye for design. Yeah. Uh, she likes to do staging and she also likes to work with buyers as an agent. You said, did you? Correct. So she'd be happy if she sold probably six homes a year and I can easily keep her fed with, you know, giving her enough leads to be able to, to do that. So she can focus on staging. Okay. What we need staging. Are, are your other agents right now involved in staging as well? Do they pitch it, say blah, blah, blah? So they flip the lead to Ashley and Ashley takes the staging from there, runs with it. Yes. That's the beginning. That's the beginning of clarifying people's roles. Good for you. Thank you. So staging is a huge opportunity. Uh, we own all the furniture outright. All we have is about $700 a month in overhead. Uh-huh. In our best month, we sold $9,200 worth of staging. The following month, $6,500. And the past two months, nothing, because we don't have somebody going to realtor events, networking. So I need to hire somebody who's in sales for the home staging company. And then I need a dedicated ad salesperson for the magazine, um, because we're going to grow a totally digital arm. But then at the heart of it, I need an admin because now that we have the brokerage and all this stuff, my day, half my day is spent dealing with the insurance companies, dealing with, you know, utilities and all these other little things that as a, an entrepreneur why, mind. Mm-hmm. Why are you dealing with all of that? I don't understand what that has to do with brokerage. Yeah. Having the office, there's just all these administrative tasks that need to be done. We don't have anybody in the office full time who's doing administrative work. Okay. Now, something I'm getting the lay of the land all right, but you said very clearly 
in your question that uh, the real estate sales was bankrolling the business. What did you mean by that? So it sounds like your other businesses are doing fine, especially for startups that like they'd be, you said one was self-supporting, making a small profit. Uh, it just didn't sound like they weren't making that contribution, but you clearly said my real estate is bankrolling. My real estate sales are bankrolling the business. So that's bankrolling our one full-time employee. We don't have any business loans at all. So it's been kind of catching up, making sure we sell enough real estate to be able to keep our one full-time employee engaged in making the magazine profitable and creating the magazine. Mm -hmm. So I would like... You're sure that that's Brianna, right? Yes. And she's, she was originally hired for marketing. She's doing the magazine. She's the right person for that job? She's fantastic. And what do her you job. pay her? What do you pay her? 45. 40,000. So you're anxious to clear that overhead of 40,000. It's 45,000 in benefits. Her yeah, health benefits. Say 50,000. Just round Okay. So you have a $50,000 nut to crack. You also have the expense of your building. What's your husband's contribution through his commercial firm? Is he making money, breaking even, or losing money? It is. He's, a, he's at his fourth year. So it's about, I mean, he's making money, but it's not nearly what the real estate sales team does, the residential Side. Would he come over? Would he stop that and come over and join you on the other side, the wild side? No, he's so good at it. And it's finally, I think inter, at your fourth year in commercial is when things really kick in. So yeah, he's really so. found this niche here. He's got every commercial listing in our small town. Okay. And he's all of a sudden, it's about to take off. Also having a separate territory is very good for marriage, I find. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So the problem is really yours to solve. Mm -hmm. Are you making money in real estate? Are you making a living? Yeah, I am. I'm, uh, I sold 15 million by myself last year and then the team sold an additional 10 million. So why wouldn't you have the money in there to hire other people? It seems like with that math, you would have some money. It seems shake like out, it. Shake out your pockets here. So we have- You're spending every dime you're making and you don't have money really. to hire. I mean, we have four children. So we have childcare expenses. I just had a baby three months ago. And of course, when you're self-employed, wow. you have- you know, I'm paying $10,000 out of pocket to have a kid. And um, it's it's just a lot of overhead. We run the office. So we have the utility bills. Um, we figured we have about $30,000. Uh, well, about $25,000 in overhead on average. Health mm -hmm. insurance for the family, mortgage, the mortgage on the building. So there's nothing left over by, and, and therefore you have no cash to grow your business with. We, we oh. do have some cash, but I don't have you know, like how much it, it, could you, if you wanted to shake it all out, how much could you shake out to put on a bet on your business to spend wisely in wherever you think the wisest place to spend it would be? What, um, another 50,000? At least 50, but then we took another 50 invested in the stock market. We took another hundred and invested it. So we did have a, a large sum and then we invested it in the building and in additional real estate that I could liquid have. 50 to 70 right now i think you have to make a choice you know um i always believe the best investment in the world is the investment in yourself whatever yourself represents uh, because mm -hmm. you have control of it uh, you know what your assets are what your liabilities are what, what you're good at and so it tends to be money that's spent very wisely when it involves mm -hmm. yourself i'm not mm -hmm. talking about the overhead your four kids i mean that's the necessity of living and being a good parent 
It's amazing mm -hmm. you could do both, really. Amazing you could grow a business at home and a business at work, really. Thank you. My hat's off to you. Not many people can do that. And your husband growing his business, and you bought a building to have your business in. If someone was looking at you on paper, they would say, here's a winner. Here's Thank a winner. You. Everything's moving ahead. The three different businesses are growing quickly. Uh, they don't have enough help. You have all the right problems, honestly. You have the right Thank problems you. of going in too many directions and not having the right help. But to get the right help, I think what you have to do is back off, back up, and try to analyze really uh, who are your key men and what should they do based on the skill set and what are you lacking. So you have Brianna with the marketing magazine. I know she was in marketing. That doesn't mean if you're marketing, you know how to do a magazine. I wouldn't necessarily assume. No, she, she, she has does. five years experience at a newspaper. She's very high level at this. Um, but we do need someone who's experienced at growing digital. And then I feel like I need a director of operations. Does that make sense to you to have one yes, person? Yes, it do does. you have one person across your multiple businesses that's kind of no. an overseer? No, but I have, uh, I don't have the same structure as you with those multiple businesses in the same office. So I have mm -hmm. different people in different areas, but it's not a good parallel. What is a good parallel is when I was growing my business and I think I had maybe six, seven agents plus myself and I was training administration, answering the phones, running out mm -hmm. and selling. It was like I was drawn and quartered and I thought if I had to go through one more day of a seven day work week, I was just going to burst myself. Okay? Yeah. Um, it wasn't until I started learning how to find a way to delegate and, and, and clean up the lines that my business was able to start to really grow and grow quickly. And the more you clean up your lines, the faster it will grow and the more money you make. I know that for a God-given fact. It, there was never an exception to that. So I think the cry and shame of your business is that you're even touching administration with your skill set. It's the yeah. ultimate poor use of you, okay? That doesn't mean you have to go out and hire some of the $50,000 a week. You can get a working mom who wants to come in from one o'clock till four o'clock and you just leave all the administration piled on a desk in an inbox, just something to dump it, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Comes in at nine o'clock, spends nine to nine thirty with you, but around your schedule. It's gotta be convenient to you because you're the king of the town. You're the king. You gotta know you're the king and everybody bows to you and works around your schedule. Not to be important, but because that's what makes a good business, okay? You're the center and everybody's got a circle around you. So I see you as uh, needing to have someone for administration. Definitely, I agree with you. But I would be careful what hours, how much of a person you need, you know? Yeah. I used to do very well with a part-time person that was in charge of administration, then a part-time person that was in charge of advertising when it was tempted to have one person do both, but the skill sets weren't right. I got more money more power for my buck, so to speak, with part-time yeah. people at that time, you know? We're interviewing some um, interns from the college here. Great yeah, idea. Something like that. Yeah, from the journalism school. Yeah. So we may do that. There is this one person um, who came to us about a year ago, and she's just an incredible Amazing. person, has hire. been running a construction company. She's $90,000. Well, make her a deal if you have to. All right. Yeah. Or ask her who she would recommend. You. Nothing's more flattering than someone getting a call and saying, I adore you. 
I would love to have you in my business. I dream of you every night. I can't get over <laughs> you. You're amazing. And let me give you the reasons why. And then say, but I can't afford you. And I just had to call you to say that. I, I wish I could figure a way to afford you, but at $90,000 a year, I have a budget of 35. I know I can't, but who would you know? You never know. One time I did something like that and the person said, I'll work for you anyway. I was shocked. That's how I got Brianna. Aha. Uh -huh. so yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. You know, finding like you did Brianna, an exceptional person, uh, doesn't happen every day. Right? Yeah. They're golden. You build your, they're the foundations yeah. of your business. Surely you'll find someone, if not her, but I would get, get right on that and get you free of all the stuff that you shouldn't be doing. That's number one. Brianna seems like she's set with the marketing and the magazine. What else do you need there? We keep piling more and more things on her. She's um, capable. Who cares? She takes it, right? She takes it. Yeah. Okay. And she's happy and she has a great okay. work-life balance. Okay. Um, hey, my God, I'm going to hire Brianna. What's your number? Stop. <laughs> she's mine. <laughs> um, I would really like to hire additional salespeople who can focus on going out and getting, selling the staging job. That to me is the easiest way for us to make money because it's just a few hours of work and, you know, big chunks of cash that help our business. So um, is I that a commission? That has to be, uh, you know, couldn't you do that on a commission basis with part-time, a team of women? I mean, they have to be trained, but who do you have who knows that? Uh, you have one of your gals who knows that, Ashley. Could yeah. she train four people as like her, not even assistants, but almost her agents to approach the houses that are not selling on the market or the minute they're listed, they leave even a postcard saying free evaluation. Here's a certificate for a free evaluation on what it would be to stage. I mean, mm -hmm. what's the right point to hit somebody up for staging? I would think it's the real estate agent taking the listing, no? Yeah, it is. And we do get listings. Um, we do get business that way, but it's not, it's one of these things where if you focus on it, you, you really get what you put out and okay. it's so easy to do, but it's not something that I have time to do. Well, how do to you go. do it though? I'd be curious. How would you do it if you did have time? Um, just, well, and that's the other part is that there's a lot of brand confusion because I would never want my competitors to think, oh, she's not selling anymore. She's just selling stagings. But I'll tell you something even more important than that. It's not about ego or what they think of you. I think it's uh, a hazard you having the staging company looking like it's affiliated with you. You're the competitor. Why would they want to hire you? It would be suspect. Like, will you take right. the listings? Will you hit them? I think the more you distance yourself away from the staging company, the better for your business. But what if uh, she and the team of people hit all the agents and attended their Monday morning meetings or, or training things and give their little pitches? What does staging cost? What are the essential pieces of furniture? When does it make sense to spend? And what doesn't? What's a typical kitchen? What's it? You know, all that kind of stuff. Just doing a little seminar and traveling from office to office. I would think that would be the right time to hit people and hit the agents and buy them mm -hmm. coffee. I mean, they all do that. The banks, mortgage brokers buy coffee and all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. She could give her card with as a little couch with her number punched on the back. Something different to stand apart from. You know, those little rubber couches can be printed online. You can order them. Keychains, yeah. you know, something, something point of difference. But I think very important that it's not under your brand. Do you have a separate name for the staging? I do. It's called Paradigm Home Staging. It's nothing to do with, with uh, your company? Um, What's not your really. I have insinuated that... Um, we're aligned, you know, my, all of my listings get free staging. 
um, and then I just roll it in. So I'll charge 6%, but at closing, the home staging company gets 1%. I see. That's nice, but it's not a uh, plan for expanding a staging company. It's just for your right. sales. And You're right. But how about to the larger universe of agents out there to pitch them? Again, you said it was, what is it called? Paradigm? Yes. What's your real estate company's name? Is it Paradigm too or different? No, it's just under my name, Genshinera Realtor. You know, I just feel like there has to be separation there. I wouldn't trust her. If I was your competitive firm, I wouldn't want my agents using her. Uh-uh. Yeah. So yeah. you're limited by that association. You're right. Is Ashley uh, phenomenal on a scale of one to 10? How good is she? Ashley is fantastic, but she had an accident in December. So since then, she has been kind of out a lot more with doctor's appointments and things like that. She's invaluable to our team. Um, she's also just can't be here as much as I think she would like to be and as much as I would like her to be. So um, we definitely need someone else to help her and to do the sales. You know what I would do? I would hire a fresh face, somebody who looks good, talks good, and hire them on an hourly basis to go and pitch the real estate firms. Yeah. Separate from Ashley. And you have the perfect opportunity because Ashley's done been herself lately and you need more help. So it's going to be very graceful for you to suggest it to her. Say, hey, listen, I'm hiring you somebody else. And you need you to tell them what's important, give them all the information, but I'm going to hire them specifically to go and pitch the other real estate firms. Okay. Yeah, I would definitely. And that's a low, uh, a low price to pay with a high return. If you have somebody, but they have to have a great personality that yeah. makes somebody happy and comfortable. Yeah. Okay. So you're seeing, that. I'm seeing, I hire multiple people, may, maybe on a part-time basis rather than, go after this incredible person who's been operating. She runs basically a construction company with five divisions. This is the $90,000 a year employee. But let me tell you something. A, you might not be able to get her. Unlikely you'll get her for a price you can afford. So mm -hmm. she's a pipe dream anyway. And B, even if she said, I'll take 40,000 coming over on Monday, she's running this big company, but she's used to help. You're yeah. asking her to be the help. Yeah to run it and be the help. That might be a different person. I mean, she still might be ready for that, wants to change, so it's worth pitching. Uh, but no, I think there's a lot of people out there you could hire as a top-notch assistant or admin or whatever you want to call it as an administrative person for you. I think that's an easier hire, especially at the going rate. Mm. And, and you see my savings as being what I should invest in this, my savings, my cash available rather than go out and get a line of credit or. You didn't mention that. Are you capable of getting a line of credit? Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah I mean, get I. Get a line of credit. Yeah. Okay. Get a line of credit. I didn't realize you were thinking that way. But yeah. what I'm saying is spend the money. You can't hold, you're holding your business back by not delegating and streamlining the departments, basically. Uh, not basically. That's what you are doing. And you're very okay. capable. I can see you with a thousand people working for, for you. Well, like yeah. yeah. Well, let me tell you, I think you're going to go farther than I am if you keep your head on straight and learn how to delegate and 150% and believe in yourself and go forward. You can't stall. You got to keep moving. You're one of those. I am. Thank I you, you very much. You're not going to need it much. You. you have the whole package, but it's been really nice hanging out with you, Jen. Hello, this is Barbara.
Hi, Barbara. My name is Josh. My question for your podcast is, who is your favorite shark to work with in deals? Hey, Josh, I'll tell you what. I actually prefer to do all my deals by myself. It's not that I don't love my fellow sharks, but it's easier. It's easy to close the deal after the show is done. It's easy to do due diligence. It's easy for you to structure the deal, and you avoid a lot of phone calls back and forth between the sharks. So if I can't do a deal myself, I most prefer to do a deal with Mark Cuban. And let me tell you why. It's not that I love Mark more than the other sharks, but he's got a great team. He moves like my team, moves fast, closes deals, no nonsense. And so it makes my life easier. So Mark, Mark's the guy. If I have to do a deal with somebody else, I'll do it with Mark. Hey, some of my best questions, honest to God, come into my Business Unusual Facebook group. I'm going to answer those questions today. We're going to try it rapid fire style, 30 seconds or less. And by the way, if you're interested in business, don't miss my Business Unusual Facebook group. We have the coolest conversations going on there. I'm learning more from people than they're learning from me. Okay, we're ready for rapid fire right now. Quick questions, quick answers. And for a little help today, I'm bringing my chipmunks. You know why? They talk fast, so they're gonna help me stay on track. Should I sell my home now so I can cash out and buy at a low in a recession? That sounds like a great theory, but it's only that. You can't time the real estate market. Listen, I'm a pro at real estate. I've invested my whole life. I've considered what's going on in the market and tried to time it. I've never succeeded, especially if it's your home. And let me tell you why. Homes and when you buy them and when you sell them are determined by what's going on in your life. Not what's going on in the economy, but what's going on in your life. So I'm a firm believer in selling when you're ready to move on, caused by life circumstances for personal reasons. Do you need a better school for your kids and you wanna move in the fall of that year? That's a good reason. Do you want a bigger backyard? It's a good reason. Do you have too much space now in your older years and you don't wanna maintain that big house anymore? That's a good reason. Those are the times you should move on. Forget about timing the market. How do you prioritize mental health when owning your own business? I'll tell you how I do it. I simply put my vacations first. From the very beginning when I started my business and had no money for vacations, and was working 12, 15, sometimes 20 hour days when it was needed. I knew I needed to take a break and didn't have the time to do it. So I pre-scheduled every eighth week in my calendar as my vacation week. No matter what was going on in the business, no matter how much I may thought I was needed, I was true to that eighth week and disappeared. Now, you might say, hey, when you're building a business, you don't have the money to go on vacation. I didn't go anywhere special. I took the subway to Coney Island and laid on the beach every single day and came home to my own bed. The reason forming a habit of putting your vacations in advance in your calendar is so important is it refreshes you. And if you're working like a dog, you never come up with a creative idea. You really can't put your best foot forward and you're gonna spend your whole life working without having enough fun. Nah, not me. I only figure I have one life and I'm gonna have a great business and I'm also gonna have fun. I'll tell you something else. I taught every one of my employees to do the same thing. We had mandatory vacations, particularly with the salespeople. Great salespeople, I found, never take vacations because there's always one more deal to work on. So at every sales meeting, I had everybody open their calendar first off after I said good morning and cross out the weeks in their calendar that they were going to go on vacation. And I held them to it. 
And let me tell you, I had a more motivated team. I had a happier team. I had healthier people as a result of it. Yeah, putting fun first. Make sure that's included in your view of what kind of life you want to live. And that's all we have time for today. If you have a question, leave me a voicemail on the Business Unusual hotline, 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. You can also tweet it to me at Barbara Corcoran, and I may just answer it on a future episode. You've been listening to Business Unusual with me, Barbara Corcoran. Come back next week to hear more steps and missteps I took on the path to success. Search and follow Business Unusual on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.